0: Welcome to Lost in Translations. I'm your host, Michael, and I am joined once again by Agnes from Beyond the Epilogue to give our reactions to the Man Booker International Longlist. Thank you for coming back and being on the podcast.
1: Thank you for inviting me so soon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought we could talk about the Man Booker International Prize since it was announced a couple of days ago.
1: Yeah. How
0: long have you been following the prize?
1: Well, I think for the last two years. Like uh, before, I just, uh, I've been hearing about the International Foreign Fiction Prize that was kind of. Yeah. Before the Man Booker. And um, yeah, but it's only been the last two years that I've uh, actually tried to read the long list and predict who's going to win, you know, be more involved in this whole process.
0: I think when it was the Foreign Fiction Prize, I knew people shadowing the prize and reading the list, but I always thought they were too cool. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: and now you're just having conversations with them right (laughs) yeah
0: it it feels like they were like always reading these weird and wonderful books and I thought wow these people are so cool they're reading books I've never heard of yeah and now like for the first couple of years I just read whichever books I could get a hold of from the library or my bookstore last year Mm -hmm. I tried to read them all Mm -hmm. but still there are people out there that are Reading books I've never heard of, and I still think they're too cool to interact with. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not the I same
0: mean, people, yeah, but some of them are. I mean, it's like I've not heard of yeah, some of the books I read.
1: Well, I mean, there are still some people who amaze me, who have read um, like 35 of the potential nominees for the prize, you know, before – Or the long list is announced just to, you know, get ahead.
0: And they still only read two of the books on the long list.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's true.
0: (laughs) It was a very surprising long list, I think. Yeah. I was very shocked. A lot of
1: unexpected choices.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like there there were so many that I really wanted to be on there, but a lot of these I've not actually looked into too much detail, so I wasn't sure what they're going to be like anyway
1: yeah me too um i mean i thought that some of these might make it i actually managed to guess two but the majority were complete surprises and uh, i think for most people uh there were a couple of books that they thought were you know a certain thing
0: yeah well i thought Uh, convenience store woman would be a certain thing
1: yep definitely and also disoriental I'm really sad about that one not being longlisted you know I think it deserves the recognition
0: Yeah, it deserves to win yeah
1: yeah. that's what I said in my blog post you know (laughs) (laughs) the judges should just have some free reading time and give the prize to disoriental (laughs) but oh well (laughs) Yeah. We were so wrong. <laughs>
0: we were very wrong. We'll go through the long list in a minute, but a lot of people have said, "Oh, this is really covering a lot of different countries, but most of it's still European countries."
1: Yeah, well, well there's more more books outside of uh, European countries this year compared to last year. Maybe that's why people are more excited yeah. about this year's list.
0: I know there's definitely more women. There's eight of the 13 writers are women and nine of the 13 translators are women.
1: Yeah, that's a first, I think.
0: <laughs> I think it definitely is.
1: It's awesome. I, I'm glad to see that.
0: I, I'm still a little, little annoyed that there was seven of the 13 were European. would have liked more of a mixture.
1: Yeah, at the same time there's nothing from uh, Eastern Europe really. Yeah. Well well kind of maybe maybe uh, the Tokarchuk book, but well that's that's it. And and I think she's uh a big name now because of her winning the the prize last year.
0: Yeah. So I, I thought feel like that maybe That one I think was just given to her because she had already won.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. And,
0: yeah, I'll probably talk about it when we get to her reading out the long list. But Miss Carago had so many other good books they could have had on the list. Instead yes, of that. yes.
1: I'm very surprised not to see the Mathias Senard one. Yeah, uh, well, the,
0: they already had two books from France, so they probably decided to cut it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, that... I'm surprised that they went with these two instead of some yeah. of the others. I've been hearing uh, really great things about Animalia. Yeah. It's a very new one from them.
0: I'm pleased to see two Arabic Middle Eastern books there.
1: Yeah. But nothing yeah. from
0: Africa. Africa never yeah. yeah. seems to get a look in.
1: I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I think La Basada would have been eligible for the prize. So they could have got that one in just to have an but African book.
1: That that was published by who?
0: Feminist Press, so it's probably not.
1: I think they're American. Publisher.
0: Yeah, they're American.
1: Unless they have like UK distribution, I don't know, not sure. Yeah. The same with the, I like know. I was surprised that Yale University Press is eligible, but yeah. I guess it is.
0: Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, they must have distribution rights in the UK. It's hard to keep up with how the rights work all over the place.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so do you want to go through the list and maybe talk about each book? Have you had enough time to look at yeah, what they okay. are? okay. The first one on the list was Celestial Bodies by Jokar Ahatai. That was translated from the Arabic I guess
1: so. <laughs> I have yeah, no idea. <laughs> well,
0: we'll go with that. That was translated by <laughs> Marilyn Booth, and that's an Amadi book.
1: From think, Sandstone Press.
0: Yeah, I think this one may be might fill that void that disoriental didn't have its like three different women and talking about the modernization of omar and how some people are still married for duty some people decided not to get married stuff yes like that. yes
1: definitely i think uh, that def- that has a similar vibe to it at least from the description
0: yeah, I haven't read it, so I don't know if it's going to yeah, be the same. Too. But I feel like it has a similar sort of style.
1: Yeah, yeah. I also, it's it's also a multi generational story from what I've heard. So yeah. I'm I, I'm excited for that one actually. I I think that'll
0: be an interesting one to read. Hmm. Uh, next was Love in the New Millennium by Kenju, and that was Annalise by Gal. Wizen, and that was Yale yeah, University Press. That's the one I'm reading at the moment. It has a kind of Orwellian type surveillance vibe, Big Brother's watching.
1: That's the one that I'm most apprehensive about because, from the description, it's a, it's a experimental. It has is kind of surreal. It has magical realist elements, and that just doesn't really sound like my kind of book.
0: But I'm willing to to give it a try. (laughs) Well, I can probably get back to you on that one when I finish it. I picked it up because I liked experimental. I don't often get on well with magical realism, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I hope it's a good example of that.
0: Yeah, she's a big Chinese author. Uh, yeah, had a few uh, that's what out. I
1: wanted to say. Yeah.
0: I, I'm curious because I don't know much about how she gets her books published if China agrees to let her publish books. I'm curious to find out that back kind of backstory.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, because like I know with the Chinese books I've read in the past that when they had to sneak it out of the country to get published, it has that kind of mm-hmm. Soviet feel to it. Mm-hmm. So maybe but this one might add something similar, yeah.
1: I don't know if this one really engages with the politics. I'm not sure. I mean, it's about surveillance, but I don't yeah. know. I feel like she she's more of an experimental writer. It's more about um, the narrative style well, rather I, than the yeah. story.
0: I, I had a feeling it might be more about gender politics, about how, people are watching mm-hmm. over women and trying to control them. I
1: mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. don't know about that one, but I'm giving it a go, see how I enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I look forward to hearing what, how you get along with it.
0: Next one is the, probably the most controversial book on the list, and that's The Years by mm-hmm. Annie Andel. and that one's translated by Alison Strayer from Viscarago Editions.
1: Yeah, why is this one the most controversial <laughs> one?
0: Well, it was published with a white Fitzcarrago editions cover, which normally indicates it's nonfiction, which makes it ineligible for the Mm -hmm. prize.
1: Yeah, I was surprised that um, it had that white cover and was still longlisted. But uh, I've heard it's actually a very unique blend of fiction and nonfiction and also I believe she won a, an award for this book um, in yeah. France and that was for fiction?
0: Yeah, she did re- win an award in 2008 for uh, Best New oh, Young Writer of Fiction or something like that. I can't remember the prize name. Mm-hmm. So it is surprising that they went with a white cover to indicate it was nonfiction, but then they made the case that it should be eligible.
1: But in any case, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about this one. I've heard really great things about it. Yeah. A, lot a lot of other people. authors cite her as an influence.
0: And a lot of people compare it to Proust.
1: Oh, there's so many books that are compared to Proust and, and none of them are like Proust.
0: <laughs> I think anything that's auto-fiction is compared to Proust.
1: It's like... Um, Every Russian book is compared to Dostoevsky. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's one of Every those.
0: Every library books compared to Soviet milk, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. From now on, definitely.
0: <laughs> Next is At Dusk by Wang Young, And this is translated by Sarah Kim Russell. It's a South Korean novel by Scribe. Mm-hmm. I actually finished that last night. It's a very short, oh. easy book. Quick read. It's kind of a quiet yeah, it still feels very urgent. Like, look at modernization and how things are changing in South Korea, how that's affecting the culture. Mm-hmm. A lot to do with, like, the arts that are dying because of trying to modernize South Korea. Hmm.
1: That sounds interesting. Uh, did you read the uh, his previous, no, I think it was from Familiar Things?
0: No, I haven't read that.
1: Because I think... I read somewhere that this book follows the same character, that he's a child in in familiar things, and now he's uh, a grown up. Okay,
0: that'd be interesting, yeah, because he like grew up in poverty and he's managed to mm-hmm. be successful. And in this book, he's the director of an architectural firm, so everyone thinks, "Oh, wow, this guy's super successful," mm-hmm. but he's like questioning his own life and if he's missed the point.
1: Mm, kind of like a middle-aged crisis there.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's more about uh, I've got money but I don't have love.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you enjoy it overall? Uh, yeah, it was all right. It was
0: an entertaining read. I wouldn't say I would expect it to make the short list. Mm-hmm. But I think they just wanted to put another Korean offer on the list because – you know, the vegetarian one in two thousand and sixteen. So they must feel like they have to put something Korean on there. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, they didn't put anything Japanese on there, which I'm really surprised about, you know, because yeah. we were we were debating which book exactly will make the long list and they just kind of solved it by excluding them all.
0: <laughs> yeah, well there was like three or four japanese books that could have been really good on the long list yeah like mirakami seems like an obvious choice Convenience Store woman was amazing
1: also tokyo Win- wino station i believe it's called uh, yeah. from tilted axis
0: yeah and the other one was your favorite the uh, last children of tokyo
1: <laughs> yeah I, i'm still puzzled about that book I feel like I'm missing some kind of file in my mind to really appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how it won the National Book Award, but clearly the judges liked it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of other people liked it too, but um, I'm in the minority here. I I really didn't understand why people love it so much. Next book
0: on the list is Jokes for the Gunmen by... Mazin Maroff, and translated by Jonathan Wright. It's an Arabic book, and the author is a Palestinian-Icelandic. This is a collection of short stories. It seems like it's going to be very humorous-type stories about war.
1: Yeah, I've heard it's quite satirical.
0: Yeah, it seems like it's more about having fun and being light stories, but it's still dealing with wartime issues.
1: Yeah, but I've heard actually that it's quite dark. And um, uh, I think the only reservation that I have about this one, I, I think it's a child narrator and that can go both ways. <laughs> it can be great and it can be really annoying, at least for me.
0: I thought it was a collection of short stories.
1: Yeah, but the, the narrator mm. is a child.
0: Oh, is it the same narrator? The I identity? think so. I
1: think it's like uh, linked short stories. But okay. I might be completely wrong here.
0: <laughs> that one's from Portobello Books. I don't think I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Next one's from Portobello as well. Four Soldiers yes. by Herbert Mangarelli. And Sam Taylor's the translator. He seems to always appear in the list somewhere. Yeah, for his I, I, think translations.
1: yeah I think there's a translation from him on, on on every list. I think he was on the
0: list. This is Mangarelli. He was on the list a couple of years ago for A Meal in Winter.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you read that one?
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed that book. It's a book set in World War Two about four soldiers in the winter trying to seek shelter, which sounds pretty much like this book, except this book yeah. is the <laughs> Russian Civil War.
1: <laughs> That's what I wanted to say because I, I, I started this one and yeah. uh, your description perfectly matches <laughs> this book. <laughs> Just kind of weird yeah.
0: yeah, I was reading the description of this It's like, this sounds like the same book Except instead of Nazis, we've got the Red Army
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was kind of strange That it's a book about, you know, Russian soldiers um, Near the Romanian border And it's written by a French author But um, now that I'm reading it it's actually It's actually pretty good Although I'm, I'm not quite sure why it's on the long list, at least at the moment. It kind of, okay. uh, it, it feels kind of like, um, you know, those Stalingrad sections in uh, uh, Life and Fate. Oh, yeah. But if they were written by Hemingway. I <laughs> <Okay>, well. <laughs> I really And you know that could be yeah. a good or bad thing d- depending on your interpretation. <laughs> I
0: I really enjoyed The Winter. it was a nice short impactful book so I'm hoping to get the same for this one.
1: Mhm. I mean, it's pretty much like kind of like a mood piece, you know? It's it's more about the atmosphere, it's about the the small details. You know the 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 mundane details of uh, army life.
0: Next one is the Pine Islands by Marion Pushman, and this is translated by Jed Kalacha. by Serpent's Tale, This is a German book that's not even out yet.
1: Yeah, I believe it's it's out sometime in April. I think it's even after the shortlist is announced.
0: Yeah, I think it's about mid-April. It is comes out. It's centred around a German guy that has a dream that his wife's having an affair and he kind of freaks out and goes to Japan because of it
1: (laughs) that sounds weird
0: (laughs) like he meets this Japanese student that's planning to commit suicide on the way so I don't Mm, know if it's like they're trying to search for meaning for life or what's going to happen but it seems another weird.
1: Mi- <laughs> another middle age crisis, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, it seems that way.
1: I don't know about this one. Um, I'm hoping to get to it, but I don't know how much attention it's going to get it unless it's it's shortlisted, because, you know, it comes out after the shortlist is announced. Yeah. And, and I don't know.
0: There is another one that sh- comes out after the shortlist that I'm more interested in reading. But this one, yeah, I too. think... I think if it doesn't make the shortlist, I might even skip it if I am rushed for time. I don't need to prioritise it.
1: I think I will read it. Um, it sounds interesting, uh, but, yeah, I, it's not a priority for me either.
0: Now we come to a book that I've actually read. Oh, another book I've read and you've read. Yes. Samantha Svepland's book, Mouthful of Birds, translated by Baker McDowell.
1: Yeah, by, from One World Publications.
0: I have no idea why this is on the list. <laughs> me too. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is Samantha Sveplum's getting a lot of hype, and it's probably on there because of Fever Dream.
1: Yeah, but I know that a lot of people love this one. Um, me personally, um, I, I loved Fever Dream. I thought it was such an original and and, and powerful book. You know, it really grabbed me. But these short stories, I really didn't get along with them. They they felt kind of obvi- obvious to me, you know, and and weird for weird sake. I don't yeah, know.
0: I feel like they just published it because it was Samantha's weapon, and yeah. they just wanted to keep building that hype around Fever Dreams. For me, I think they these stories, are very much just her trying to. Test out some ideas and see what works for her.
1: Yeah, I you agree.
0: Can, you can see some of those stories have a kind of the starting pieces that might form Fever Dream. Yeah. There's some yeah. ideas there that she's playing around with. And there's so yeah. many other great short story collections. I would have much rather seen something else instead of this.
1: Yeah, I even know what I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see uh, the last day by Jaroslavas Melnikas from Noir Press. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a much stronger collection, and and you know how short story collections are usually kind of hit or miss. Yeah, and uh, and this one, I think all the stories in that one were were great. Really, I, I enjoyed the the collection as a whole, and I was really impressed by it. So I'm sad that. You know, it, it didn't get long-listed. I'm not sure it was even submitted. So,
0: the press do have to pay money to try and submit books. So maybe, being such a small press, it wasn't worth the effort.
1: Yeah. Also, um, it it would be nice to actually see like a list of of all the submissions. Yeah, definitely. No, because oh. uh, otherwise it's 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 quite surprising that. Some didn't make the list, but actually maybe they, they weren't even submitted.
0: Yeah. I have been trying to write my review of Mouthful of Birds today and basically mm-hmm. what I've come up with is if you want Argentinian short stories, just read things we lost in the fire instead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean. <laughs> well, it's true.
0: That that collection was really good and like the stories work together. No, I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah, this just feels like, oh, we've got some short stories. Oh, we'll put it in a book and release it. That's it. It doesn't kind of sit well as a whole.
1: Yeah, yeah. And some of them were really bad. I mean, really bad. (laughs) Like, I remember that one about the butterflies. Oh. Most of them just kind of uh, uh, have been swept away from my mind, but... Um, I remember that one because it was just so silly to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the one everyone talks about is the mermaid one. And I didn't even think that was that great either.
1: I barely remember it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, most of them. It's really hard to write a review on this book because most of it's gone from my mind already.
1: Yeah, yeah. So good luck with writing your review.
0: (laughs) Oh, I finished it, uh, hopefully. Good enough to post.
1: (laughs) Okay, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Uh, Next up, we've got The Faculty of Dreams by Sarah Stryberg. This is translated by, where is it, Deborah Brangon-Turner from Caucus. Yeah. This is a Swedish book. You know, do you know Elizabeth from The Bookish North?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: She said this book is so disturbing she had to have a shower after
1: reading it. Oh my god, I'm excited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's called me. And this is um, it follows the you should put life that on the
1: book, a, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It follows the life of a real feminist, the person that tried to assassinate Andy Warhol.
1: Yeah, Valeria so, so, Sol
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I am really she wrote interested.
1: the the scum manifesto, I believe. Um, <laughs> so, That's interesting right there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really want to read The Scum Manifesto. just from what I've heard about it.
1: (laughs) Probably make you hate yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't need any help. I've got my wife to do that.
1: (laughs) But I'm really excited about this one. I can't wait for it to be released.
0: Yeah, this one comes out, I think it's the 18th of April. I was tempted to pre-order it for my Kindle, but... I think with this book, I might actually want a real copy of it.
1: Yeah, I pre-ordered my copy of it already uh, because it was also on my list of most anticipated releases of the year. So I'm happy to see it make the list. It's another incentive to get to it sooner.
0: Have you read her before?
1: No, I haven't. I just purely based on the the synopsis and what I have heard about it, I really want to read it.
0: Yeah, well... Apparently all her books are quite confronting, so.
1: Are any of her other books translated into English? Do you know?
0: Yeah, I think I've got an audio book of one
1: Mm. on my
0: phone. I I can't remember the name of it, but I might add it to the show notes and I'll send you the name of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to check that out.
0: Next up is Drive Your Plough Over the Bones of a Dead by... If you want to say this name,
1: I'm going to pronounce it right. Olga Tokarczuk.
0: I feel like I get close to pronouncing that right, but never the way like it feels like it should be pronounced.
1: Yeah, everyone's and, having trouble with the ch sound.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is why we have an Eastern European on here to pronounce names.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and Antonia Lloyd-Jones is the translator. She's a great translator.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: this is another Fitzcarrago edition. Kind of like a literary thriller from what I can see. Kind of part detective, a little mag- yeah, magical realism.
1: I, I think it's very different from Flights.
0: Yeah, it, it sounds very different to Flights.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of surprised this was long listed. I don't think, I haven't read it, but, but I think that. Uh, other people have said that this is not as good as flights, and
0: some people have said it's better.
1: <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> right. I think Laura, from reading in bed, said she preferred mm. this one.
1: Mm. Well, I think it's a more straightforward narrative than flights. I know a lot of people had trouble with that book because it's it's really like a a collection of kind of stories that are linked.
0: Yeah, I quite like flight so i had a great time reading it so yeah me too i think this one's going to be very different but i'm looking forward to trying it
1: yeah i'm i'm also um i think we'll see her again on on the list once uh, the books of jacob comes out because that is her like epic work that is being translated into english i think it's like 900 pages or something also from Fitzgeraldo.
0: I think that one's been translated by Jennifer Croft as well.
1: Hmm, yeah, I think so.
0: Yeah, and she's the one that translated flights.
1: Yeah. So I look forward kind of to t- compare like, yeah. the translation. Maybe, maybe there is some kind of slight difference. I don't know. would be interesting to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Next up is your pick to win. Do you want to yeah, talk about yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> The Shape of the Ruins by Juan Gabriel Vasquez. It's a Colombian novel and it's translated from the Spanish by Anne McLean. It's also from Corcus uh, uh, MacLeo's Press.
0: This is a great book. I love the way he writes. He like kind of inserts himself into history just to yeah. give it a personal view as well as a this is what Colombia was going through.
1: Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what others make of this book. Um, I absolutely loved it. I, it was like – my type of book like it, it fit perfectly with with all the things that i'm interested in yeah you know i really like novels that engage with the politics of the country yeah. and you yeah, learn a
0: lot one, yeah this one's centered around two different po- politicians being assassinated from two yeah. very different political factions
1: yeah and kind of the conspiracy theories that exist that link these two assassinations uh together
0: yeah yeah I read two of his books last year. This was one of them and the other one was about Pablo Escobar. I think I preferred that yeah. one.
1: Oh, really? I preferred yeah. this one, although I, I okay. love that one as well. Yeah. Hit all I think the I, right buttons.
0: <laughs> I think I was just more fascinated with Pablo Escobar.
1: Mm. Yeah, I, I think that was an excellent book too. Um uh, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that this one made the list. I think it, it kind of flew under the radar for a lot of people, yeah. even though the, the previous one was pretty popular. The, um, the Sound of Things Falling was pretty popular. But this one kind of, you know, not that many people read it. I think it's partly because of the size, you know. It's, it's yeah, the longest is the book.
0: Biggest, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like
0: 580 pages.
1: Yeah. But I, I personally read it in like three days and I'm a slow reader, but I just couldn't put it down. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm glad I read this one because it was the longest on the list. I think the yeah. average worked out to be like 250 pages per book.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, overall. That. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm glad I got the big one out of the way before the long list because it feels like the list announcement's coming up really quickly. Like quicker yeah. than it did last year.
1: Really, I don't know yeah, about I, that.
0: I don't know if it is. It just feels quicker. Like <laughs> it's,
1: time flies when you're reading translations.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a couple of weeks away.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like I, a, I
1: think it's, since we've read the longest one, it's actually possible to read all of these before yeah, yeah. the short
0: list. Well. Apart from the ones that haven't been re- released yet.
1: Well, yeah, obviously, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I've got ten to go and two of them aren't released, so hopefully I'll get through them all.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Next we have Tommy Wieringer with his book The Death of the Rat and and this was translated from the Dutch by Sam Garnett from Scribe as well. This is an interesting book. Have you I hadn't even one?
1: heard about it. To be honest, okay, it's these two
0: women that decide they're going to go to Morocco and try to get in touch with their culture. But mm-hmm. they, they they get to Morocco and realize women don't have that many rights, so they're kind okay. of stuck in Morocco. And they meet this guy who says he's going to be their guide and help them out. Mm-hmm. But that's just where things start getting going down. Okay. So it sounds very much about women's rights, especially in Arab countries.
1: Yeah, it sounds a bit like an, you no, know, an issue piece. You know, like yeah. it's it's less of a novel. It's more to highlight some kind of issue. But I might be wrong. It might be amazing. I don't know. Um, I haven't read anything by this author.
0: No. And I believe it's awesome. the
1: shortest book on the list.
0: Yeah, I was put off by this because it's written by a man.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is strange like, because it sounds like it's about the experiences of women.
0: And it's a Dutch man, so it's not even, so I don't know if he's got any Arab or heritage or anything. But oh,
1: yeah, I'm not it, sure. It just
0: feels weird, it feels weird and I'm not sure how I'm going to get on with it.
1: Well, clearly the judges thought it was great, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the last one to be long-listed is The Remainder by Ali
1: Tra- Trabuco-Zeran, I think.
0: Yeah, very good. <laughs> I thought I did it <laughs> right when I did the, my video of it, but then when I just went to pronounce it, it's like, oh. So this is a Chilean novel. I honestly mm-hmm. can't remember what it's about.
1: <laughs> and it's translated by Sophie Hughes. It's from Another Stories, and it's one of the books that I uh, managed to guess that will be on the long list. Even though I haven't read it, I just heard that it's excellent.
0: Do you remember what it's about? Because I'm happy to mind, Blake.
1: I believe it's about three uh, children of ex-militants. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right.
1: Yeah, and it kind of looks at, uh, you know, they're coming to terms with the loss of their parents, I believe.
0: Yeah, they're like, they don't really remember what happened in the past, but it's hard to forget. So yeah. going to be a huge issue probably looking at the effects that parents have on their children and the effects it has on different generations of the family throughout the ages mm-hmm. maybe.
1: That sounds really interesting. I'm very much looking forward to reading this one.
0: Yeah, I think it's fairly short as well. I think it's about 150 pages. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, are there any on this list apart from The Shape of the Ruins that you want to see in the shortlist?
1: Well, I'm not sure. I haven't really read most of them, uh, so it's hard to predict right now. But I think um, unless some some of the others just blow me away, I'm pretty much going to keep my fingers crossed for The Shape of the Ruins
0: yeah, I'm not sure of the others either. I don't think the short stories will make the short list. Short stories normally don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think I think we'll see the years by Annie Ernaux on the yeah. short list. I think that's I probably think that is a, a strong contender to even win.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see celestial bodies and the uh, faculty of dreams make the short list as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but I've only read three of them, so I can't really judge or predict what yeah, might be.
1: Yeah, these are just our initial impressions of the book.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It was very strange to see so many books that were never even considered when predicting.
1: Yeah, that's why I think as some of the uh, people who are following this prize are maybe a bit disappointed. And oh,
0: yeah. I think
1: because there were some yeah. that felt like they were going definitely going to be on the list,
0: yeah like
1: i'm I'm sad to see that none of the charcoal press titles made the list,
0: or Europa, think,
1: yeah, or Europa, but but particularly charcoal, I think they're doing such an amazing job there's yeah. there's such a new publisher, and they're bringing so many amazing stories to the English speaking world that I really would have liked to see them, you know, recognized.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think they would have been great. I think the resistance was the one I think I was hoping made the list.
1: Yeah, I think that was the, the favorite kind of to to be on the list. But also I've heard yeah. great things about fish soup.
0: Yeah. And is it Trout Body or
1: Yeah, the the newest one. Trout belly up, I think. Something like yeah, that. Trout
0: belly up, yeah. That one looked like a good one too. But I think yeah. one of my favorite parts of seeing a long list is having some surprises.
1: Yeah, and yeah.
0: We've got 11 surprises here.
1: <laughs> definitely, definitely.
0: It's a lot of reading fun. to do. Yeah, it's not going to be fun trying to get them all read before the short or But we're going to be have, having a lot of fun just talking about the books.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you planning uh, to read the entire long list?
0: I'm going kind to of put it as a goal, but like last year, I read all of them except one, which was "Going Went God," and I thought I'd read that later, but never got to it.
1: Mm-hmm. The same for me, but for "The Imposter," I don't know why I was I was kind of putting that off, and I still haven't yeah. read it.
0: I don't think "The Imposter" was that great, but I heard good things about "Going Went God."
1: Hmm, may maybe that's why I kind of put it off. <laughs> because yeah. I was seeing the negative reviews.
0: I may, if I don't read them all, I think the one that I probably miss will be The Pine Islands.
1: Really? That one sounds the least appealing to you. Well, I just
0: think it's because it's going to be published after the shortlist and I'll probably, if it doesn't make the shortlist, I probably won't even go back to read it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if there's any that I will definitely skip. I don't know. No,
0: I don't know. I don't know if I'll definitely skip it, but if it's not on the shortlist, I don't know if I'll try and make an effort to read it, but who knows. I
1: well, it depends how we get along with others.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like that they have books that aren't released yet because
1: – I know, it's super draws, annoying.
0: Yeah, one of the biggest draws, I think, is having people interact with the prize and read the
1: books. Yeah, I believe that's the best part of this whole process. Not really the the prize itself. Yeah. The conversations that you can have with people who, you know, for this short period of time are reading the same books. So it's really interesting to see what everyone thinks.
0: That's true. And I think there's not many prizes for people that read a lot of translations where this happens. I think this is probably the only one.
1: And there's also overlap, like, Currently, there's a kind of an overlap between the Women's Prize and the Man Booker International Prize. And a lot of people are focusing on the Women's Prize.
0: Well, that prize should be given to Veseli.
1: Yes, I agree. (laughs) At least at the moment. (laughs) I'm currently (laughs) reading it uh, in the the Lost Children Archive. And I think it's excellent. And I love that it includes so many um, references to translated work, you know, and I recognize them all and I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I really like her. I haven't read that one, but I like her as an author. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that wins. <laughs> That's the one you I'm rooting for. Read it, anyway. You
1: should read it, even though it's not a translation.
0: I know. I, I will definitely read it. I think I've got a copy of it on my phone.
1: It's, it's really impressive, I I think.
0: Well, i got the audio book, so I will probably get to it at some point. Thank mm. you for what? coming back and talking about the prize.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me back.
0: Yeah, so soon too.
1: Yeah, yeah, very soon.
0: <laughs> well, this is a little different to the normal podcast, but because the Man Booker International prize is kind of a big deal, I thought we'd do something special for it.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: All right, I'll leave all your links to social media and your blog and your Instagram and Twitter in the description so people can follow you.
1: And I look forward to continuing the conversation.
0: Yeah, well, people should follow you or join in on the conversation at our blogs so or Translated Lit and there's plenty to Yeah, talk or about. just
1: tweet at us.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you for being a part of this.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: If you want to support Lost in Translations, please go to patreon.com forward slash Translations Pod, and all money there will help support the show. And please remember to subscribe and while subscribing, please rate the show. This will help others find the podcast. All our links to social media are in the show notes and you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and Let's See Under Translations Pod. Thank you for listening. This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Bar and Bindul people. We acknowledge their ownership of this land and all the traditional owners in Australia and acknowledge their care of the land. This is a Macaulayflower production.